0: Welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Kola Talking. And guess what, y'all? We Black in the Garden. Hey. hey! what's up, y'all? Guess what? We are back on Black in the Garden. It's your hostess with the most, ColaBe Talking. And I'm very thrilled to be back it has been a longer than expected break. It just took me some time to figure out how to get my bearings and come back. I'm still getting my bearings. We'll get to that. We will get to that. I feel like mostly all of us are in some way getting our bearings, but uh, shout out to us all for persevering. And that's one thing that I'm going to continue to do. And so, hello, hello. How, gosh, Where do we begin? Like it's November, right? Uh, We're about to celebrate the one year anniversary of Black in the Garden. This is an interesting time of the year uh, for a gardener because it really depends on where you are zone wise. And that determines what's happening with you. Like some of you are still harvesting peppers. Some of y'all still harvesting like everything. You know what I mean? I mean, global warming is still a thing remember that? (laughs) So it's still, you know, warm in some places and harvests are still happening. Some of us are getting ready to tidy up our gardening spaces and figure out how we're going to get that situated for next year, you know, ordering seeds, some of us, all that good stuff. I, I I got a connection for all of those things. I'm very excited to announce that on Next week's episode, we are going to get into a new segment where we're going to talk with our friend to the show, Dr. Haley, in a, a segment series, if you will, on how we can get our gardens prepared for the fall and the winter, mostly winter. I, I thought it out a bit. You know, I I decided, hey. There is something that you can do to add more value to your listeners. We love a good interview, right? I mean, obviously you you're tuned in. You know you're about to get a good one on today because we have Lucretia, our beloved soil sister, who is also soul sister plants. It's try to say that a few times fast. That's the position that I'm in. But this interview is going to be amazing on this episode. You 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 can. Take my word for it. Like I I'm very confident about that. Obviously, the opener, the premiere, yes, you know it's gonna be incredible, amazing, lit, all of that good stuff. You will be inspired, get your bags prepared to catch up these gems. Also, speaking of segments, you know, let's just catch up on what's new. Uh, We're about to get into a segment with my darlings, Isis and Irie, on a segment that, you know what, by now I should have come up with a cute name for it, but I actually didn't. Whoo! So many decisions that I make on a regular basis. And that one is just like, "Mm, give me a few more minutes and I will have sorted that out, but Very excited to present this segment to you where we're talking with uh, another friend to the show, uh, Nadia, who is the urban farm sister who was on season two and she, we had a fantastic conversation about bug life. And so we're going to kind of keep that going with the kids, just an opportunity to get a little bit more education on the life of bugs from the perspective of children that's that's what i was going for but just an opportunity to learn a little bit more about all these little creatures that be visiting you in the garden (laughs) so you know how to so you know how to treat them or how to regard them and and get a better understanding for what's happening with these creatures so season three is, is upon us with the segments, right? We have, uh, our anniversary coming up this very week. And so I figured this would be, if, if I wasn't coming back, no other time, this would be the most amazing time to come back. So here we are and welcome back. Hey. And so listen, need to holler at you right quick about something right quick that I would really rather not holler at you about. Let me be specific. All right. Some of you have been looking forward to an opportunity to support black in the garden. Okay. So here's where I am having coming out, having come out at the very beginning of this actual show, this show actually started about a month after my husband left me. Did y'all know that? Fun fact. Actually not fun. But here I am persevering, you know what I'm saying? Because that is what women do. Newly single mom, didn't really have shit to my name, just being left in, in a situation like that. And I did reference that on two of the interviews that I've done uh, in the interim between season two and season three so if you've been keeping up then this is not new information for you but it's it's not something I'm excited about sharing but one thing that I will say is that that is not something that I am ashamed about because I don't do shame I don't play that shit I tell you what that wasn't a decision that I made but I had to figure out how to move forward past that so here we are at the beginning of season three, just getting a little bit personal with me. All right. But there's, there's a point to this. So I started this show literally with nothing, but a broken heart, I guess you could say, because, you know, it's, it's not easy on the emotions and the feels and things to have been put in a position like I was put in and that sucked. So I'm left in a position where I'm uncomfortable not really feeling like welcome in the space that I lived in, but still persevered and put out season one and season two of black in the garden. And I think I did a pretty good job. So at the end of season two, I say, you know what, let me see how I can get myself more secure and still having Some pride, quite a bit of pride, if I'm honest, and not wanting to really be putting all my business out there. But if you know anything about divorce, if you have, you know, been raised in a situation where you, uh, you know, have parents that have been that or, you know, somebody who's been in that position, particularly women, women tend to be ooh. Don't get me started on black women, but I am one, but women tend to be left in a much more vulnerable position when divorce occurs, especially if, if there's not anything financially that is in that pot to even be split up in a position like that very uncomfortable but figured out something that I could do that I could actually put my name on and and build and and it's been amazing it's been incredible lots of cool opportunities but still so many more incredible opportunities that are in store unfortunately where I found myself right now is you're not going to believe this on the verge of homelessness i Put my pride aside at the end of july when season two finished and i said let me ask for some help from someone who identified themselves as a person on a mission to help women like myself vulnerable women like myself in a position of need vulnerable but not stupid let's not get it twisted but being vulnerable." it can make you that much more prone to having uh what is it called predators prey on you in that way because you know that's what predators do but i'm safe so let don't don't be alarmed but the reason why i say all this is because i reached out to an individual from my very community and i said hey i am in need of Help. I understand that you are in a position to give me that help. And, and so I get myself situated with my kids and we uh, we make our way to this place, this transitional space that I am in at this moment. And we spend some time here and we and I recognize that this is not the best. This is not the best space for us. Uh, and I start to recognize that some things are just not what they should be. And I'm really trying not to, to put it all out on front street like that, because I'm really trying to be classy and I'm also just trying to keep, you know, keep this very simple, but long story short, what I can say is that my vulnerability has not only been taken advantage of, but I have actually been told that I am no longer welcome in this space. That's where I'm at, but also, but this happens in a very unexpected way. And I am left with, I understand my rights legally and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's not my, what my concern is. My concern most immediately is making sure that myself and my young children in the metropolitan area of Atlanta, Georgia are able to secure housing. Money is not the issue for me. It is access because access is something that vulnerable women with children struggle with. I found myself in a position where I have trusted someone to assist me in that position. And I have been just straight up scammed. And I am very frustrated about that because it couldn't have happened at a more inopportune time. But one thing that I am setting aside once again is my pride and I'm saying, Hey, I am in need of access to a space where I can live, where I can pay my rent and handle my business and keep the show going. And my vulnerability, my barrier to access has everything to do with a situation, a marriage that I was in that I am no longer in. Things are clearing up for me. Things are improving. I am good with handling my business, but in this moment If you have been looking for an opportunity to support what is happening here, you should be able to tell that this this show is going to really amazing places and heights and all that good stuff. And it will continue, period, no matter what. But where I'm at at this very moment in kind of breaking this code of privacy, I'm using air quotes, uh, and just coming out and saying, look, I need stability. I do not, I cannot say that I have that right now. I have built this show from nothing with nothing. And I don't mean nothing, like in the most literal sense, obviously, having hope and and you know, inspiration and, and all that good stuff. Absolutely all of that. But when it comes to resources and financial means, didn't really have a lot of those, but still somehow figured out how to pull all this together. So if I could do all of that with the most limited resources and get to the point where we are currently at, then just imagine how much I can accomplish with that stability that I deserve. We all deserve stability. And if you are in a position, like I said, in Atlanta, Georgia, or knowing someone in Atlanta, Georgia, that could be of immediate assistance to assist me And stabilizing in the way that I deserve to be stable, then please email me blackinthegarden at gmail.com. I hope that you do not take my transparency for granted. This is a huge deal for me to say everything that I just said and to disclose the things that I have disclosed to you, but we soil cousins, are we not? So, fam holler at me and let me know what all we can accomplish together to make sure that this show goes on and I am stable. The interviews I've been interviewing since August, but you know, that's just a little bit of housekeeping. It's all good. It's it's still incredible, amazing uh, content that is to come. And like I said, we got some new segments. We got the kids in here. We got Lucretia coming up on this very episode, and I just could not wait to get back on here and get back rolling with this. And I hate that I had to bring this unfortunate news, but hey, this is where I'm at right now. And I know some of the greats, some of your faves have literally been homeless, and I'm just really trying to get my feet on the stable ground so that I can really soar. In the way that I've been preparing myself to do, I'm ready. And your opportunity is there. Like I said, email me at blackinthegarden at gmail.com. You can also support in any way with the, the Patreon. That is still an option with the exclusive content, video content of most of these interviews, extended interviews as well. So that is patreon.com forward slash black in the garden. And if you can't do anything else, share, just share. It it only takes you a few moments or seconds even to share this. Leave a review on Apple, you know, do all the things, push all the buttons, check the show notes and uh, shout out to you for, Rocking with me this long if you've been with me since the beginning. Started from the bottom, now we we here, but we still, <laughs> we got a little bit of ways to go. So I appreciate you all and I hope that you love this interview and this episode as much as I do. And I will see you on the other end. <laughs> Guess what? Way back. Well, we have questions for you, but we want to talk about the beginning of how all of this came to be. So, and that's an important part of this conversation. And so Isis and Irie, let's talk about when we were taking a walk and what we noticed about fireflies. Who wants to start?
1: We um was in the forest, seeing the fireflies light up, and it wasn't even that dark. So we were thinking of the question, and we thought the fireflies come out in a certain time, and do they, they like light up at a c- certain time, or do they light up at, when it's actually dark? Because they yeah. were light up, and it wasn't dark outside. So, they usually start coming out around six or seven in the evening when the sun is starting to go down. What they do during the day, they're called nocturnal animals or insects, uh, which means they like the nighttime. So, during the day, they actually sleep. You know, when you're up awake and things like that, they're actually sleeping and they sleep on plants like leaves and stems and stuff. And then, about six, seven, eight o'clock, they'll come out and then they'll start lighting up. So, when they light up, the reason they do that is that the males are looking for females so they can make more lightning bugs. <laughs> and they actually use a chemical in their body. It's called bioluminescence. And what is, it's called, the actual chemical name is luciferin. I know you guys have never heard that word before, and this is chemistry. But it's a whole chemical reaction that goes on that allows them to light up like that. And so it has to be in the evening for them to come out. Now, there are some lightning bugs that come out during the day, but they don't light up. They don't have that abilities to do that lighting and things like that, but they're in that same family, which is, they're actually beetles and they actually come out during the day and they do what they need to do and then they go to sleep at night.
0: (laughs) Wow. How do you feel about that answer? Is that what you thought was happening? Did you have any expectations about what the Fireflies actually do or how do you feel about that answer?
1: I, I I did think that the flying flies went went to sleep in the morning.
0: You did think they go to sleep in the morning?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause if, cause when you go when you go outside in the morning, it's not just like a bunch of fireflies flying everywhere. Right. So you have the daytime ones, which, which which they don't light up, but they're actually they're all beetles. So you guys know what beetles are? Mhm. So you did, did you know they were beetles? Did you know that? Mm-hmm. No? See, the beetle family is the biggest, it's called, the name of the family is Coleoptera, but they're the biggest family of animals on the planet. There's like 400,000 beetles that they know of, but there's probably that many more they have never found yet. So beetles outnumber humans and everything else on the planet, but they come in different shapes, sizes. Some of them are predators, which means they eat other insects. They might even eat other beetles. Some of them eat leaves. Some of them eat. If you ever heard of a dung beetle, they actually eat dung, if you know what that is. And so there's different types of (laughs) bees. Dung is actually poop. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. There's
0: poop beetles that eat poop in the beetle family.
1: But they're very necessary because that, that poop has to be broken down, and it has to be returned back to the soil so that the plants can grow and things like that. So they're very important that we have all these types of beetles, actually all these types of different insects. They all serve a purpose. What do the flies that eat leaves sleep on? Do they still sleep on leaves or do they eat the leaf? No, they don't eat the leaf. They just sleep on them during the day. Their larvae are actually predatory, which means they eat other insects when they're babies. So their babies are called glowworms. And they actually, you'll find them down in the soil uh if you go in the woods at night you'll see the babies lighting up a little they call them glow worms so if you ever go in the woods and like at night and you're lift up some logs and things and you look under the soil you'll see the little glow worms so they are insects that undergo what is called complete metamorphosis which means they have an egg and they have a larval stage and they have a pupa stage and then they have an adult the adult is the final stage that they turn into
0: We are here on a very interesting day. It's thundering hard, and it feels like nature is just applauding what is about to happen, what you're about to hear. I'm introducing you to Lucretia, who is the at soul sister plants on the gram, right? But it's like way deeper than that because she is a whole entire being. I'll tell you a little bit more. She's given me some advice. Listen, I hold dear to it right here in my heart still to this day. Plant enthusiasts. I had to write this down because I would just, otherwise I would keep on going. Uh, An inspiration to me. Okay. A keeper of hella plants. Also the host of hella plants. And I am very excited. I know there is way more that I could say to introduce you, but Lucretia, welcome to Black in the Garden. You have no idea
2: how happy I am to be (laughs) on
0: In the garden, look at you. I see what you did there. Black in the garden. Black in the garden. Say, can you say hella plants for us? Because you do it in the way that you do it. Oh yeah. Do it. It's like welcome to hella plants. Ah.
2: Yes. Because you just gotta let people know that you about to get some hella plants information and some hella plants life advice. Because these plants been teaching me some lessons.
0: Okay. (sighs) I want to get into my first question. When did you first realize that plants were an important part of your life? They have always
2: been an important part of my life because I grew up with people who grew plants. My grandmother, Mm -hmm. my mom, my dad, everybody always had plants. And we always had big plants in my house. Mm. So I knew that Mm. I needed to return back to plants about two years ago, when I was working a job, I was not happy because they never made me feel welcome. I was always made mm. to feel like an outsider. Well, you're not, well, you didn't get the job like the rest of us did. I said, well, how lucky for you that you had to test to get into the job because y'all couldn't find somebody who can do everything that I can do. Y'all came and found me. I didn't come looking for you. I said, let's, oh. let's, let's just remember that, okay? Y'all okay. came to find me. I didn't come looking for you. And so sometimes you got to remind people of who the fuck you are so that they understand that you know who you are. Say that one more time for the people in the back. Sometimes you got to let a motherfucker know. You got to let them know who you are so you can remember who you are. Sometimes you got to let them know. And she put hot sauce on it when she said it the second time. Oh, yes. She said it with a chest. Yes, my whole chest. Because sometimes (sighs) we forget. Who we are, and we yeah. allow people to make us feel a certain way. And like I said, notice I said we allow allow people mm. because people don't do things to you unless you allow them to do it to you.
0: Period. We be talking about plants, but then all this all these gems, which is why I'm just like, I appreciate that so much because yes. there's an intersection that is occurring, like you said, like just coming out of the gate, which is where the plants are teaching us something, like the intersection of wisdom and the plants. Because we're observing them and they're doing things and we're living our lives and we're experiencing things. And there are lessons that we could otherwise be learning if we applied some of the things that we're applying to what we're doing to keep our plants healthy, keep them alive.
2: And let me tell you about this plant that I got that started my almost 70 plants in my front room was one spider plant. And I was going to lunch with a coworker who said, she said, you need to mark where you sit so that people know this is where you belong. So we went to lunch and she said, oh, I know a plant shop we should stop at. She said, there's this older black gentleman who owns this. Would have never seen this plant shop. I've walked past it multiple times Mm -hmm. and go in. And I tell him, I said, I'm looking for something for my desk. And, And I said, I saw you have a spider plant. In your front window. Can I have that one? And he said, oh, yes. So I was just going to take the plant in the pot and do what I had to do. It was way more money than what I would have paid for a spider plant that size. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, let me wrap it up for you. He wrapped it in tissue paper, put it in a bag. It was the most beautiful presentation. So I just allowed myself to receive what he was giving to me. And in addition to that, I wow. bought some, some other, just some flowers, because I love flowers. And I took that plant put it at the desk, and it was nice having a piece of outside, inside with me.
0: Oh, yes, it is.
2: But two, three weeks into having the plant there, the plant was going gray. And I'm like, gray. Gray. So it was going from its brilliant green that you have in a spider plant to like a green, gray color. I'm like, why are you? It was like it was losing its color. It was losing its color. And I'm like, she was sitting right next to a window. So I said, let me take this plant home and see if I can nurse it back or figure out what's going on. And the plant was in my house for two days. All the color came back. I said, hot damn, I'm in a toxic environment. Oh, shit. It could not thrive where it was, which was a lesson for me that I was not meant to be there, that it was sucking the life out of me and it was time for me to go. And I needed to release,
0: release this place. It's interesting because it makes me think about how, you know, like people connect with their pets and stuff and we have ways that we can, you know, spiritually connect and communicate with them. And it is absolutely just as true with plants. You know, I mean, interestingly enough, the first example that came up was like getting high with like marijuana, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But aren't all the drugs plant-based and many of the drugs are able to help people connect in a spiritual way. It's not, I'm yes. not talking about just stoners just being high just to be high. I'm talking about it being used in spiritual practices. Yeah. All right. You know, yes. it's being like we're burning sage to cleanse. You know what I'm saying? Come like,
2: on. come on. Hey, Los Santos, incense. Yeah.
0: So wow. So many
2: of the things. Candles. I mean, a lot of the can't, where are the, a lot of those oils and stuff coming from? So it's Listen, amazing. Listen,
0: botanicals.
2: Yes. How much plant based stuff we use on a daily
0: basis. I really love that. Now, of course, we've been new this, but sometimes mm-hmm. when you're having a conversation and you're making connections, it's like, you have this whole connection. This happens when you and I talk a lot, specifically. It sure does. And we which always is,
2: have deep conversations.
0: Uh, which is why, like I was telling you when I was like, hey, you going to be on Black in the Garden, right? And I was like, you know, we were texting and I was like, <laughs> I feel like, low-key, I've been had you on the show because <laughs> this is what I meant to mention in the <laughs> introduction. Weren't you my first guest on Black and yes, the Garden Yes, when you did it live. Yeah, yeah. I sure was.
2: I and gave everybody a tour of, I think I had about 40 right. plants at that time. So yeah, girl, I got what? About
0: 30, 30 more plants. Only 40? That yeah, was earlier 40. this year. It okay. was, You know what? I like how we're going to connect these together, right? So when I was doing Black and Garden Live in that capacity, which I will do again in the future, I suppose, things change, you know, as a creative, which we're going to get to because hyper-creativity. Things change and, you know, capacity changes and and the world changes, you know, pandemic, obviously, because all this happened pre-pandemic, right? But I remember I was like, I want to get in everybody's plant business. And Mm -hmm. I just want to see as many plants as you can show me because it's just like... When you are passing by, like when you're walking or driving through a fancy neighborhood, yeah. and you see the beautiful houses, and you're like,
2: "Oh, I no curtains inside! Is,
0: what's going house? on in there?" Because yeah. you only got curtains up, so you don't
2: you yes. don't really care if nobody steals none of your shit, because you're showing off everything up in your house. But then I realize how ugly some pe- mm. rich people, got bad taste. Some of them got really bad mm. taste.
0: I'm mm. like, "Why
2: is that up in that big beautiful house? What? Who yeah. decorated your
0: home?" It's like, sis, actually put the curtains up, girl, cause- please. Please put the blinds, <laughs> the shades. Cut all them down.: lights wanna wanna off. Nobody wants to see that. That is ugly, girl. <laughs> Where are your plants? First okay. and foremost, the first thing that I wrote down actually is I want to talk to you about daydreaming. Ooh, the yes. concept of daydreaming and what it's like to go from "what if" to "I am." Look, I can, It's right here on the Come paper. On. Like, can you see that? Yes, do you see that? I do Yo, yes. And you just were like, yo, all he wanted to do was daydream. So, okay, you clocked him. You were like, you know what? All you'll be doing is talking, actually, right?
2: And, and so, you know, I listen. you be wanting to support and see. This is what I tell people. Uh-huh. Number one, I'm a hell of a girlfriend, hell uh-huh. of a partner, hell of a co-creator because I will gas you up so much that any doubts you had about what you could do, uh-huh. you're going to walk away from me saying, oh, I know I can do it.
0: This is why we fuck with each other like we do. Yes, because that is me as well. It's like, excuse me, may I add value to your life? Come on, that is that's all I really want to do. It's but there's a life
2: lesson in that too. Yeah, sometimes you can't pour into people. Ooh, you can't always pour into people when they got a hole, and everything's just siphoning through. So here you are pouring, 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 because this is what I had to learn about myself. A lot of people have been complaining about this pandemic, this quarantining and everything. I spent a lot of
0: time with myself. That was literally the next thing I wrote down. Are you psychic? Like, what are we doing?
2: Girl, that's because we vibe. And I knew that quickly about you, was that you and I, was no reason for us to connect, no reason for us to be connected, no reason whatsoever, Uh except we didn't know that we were already kindreds and that it was already destined. That because we
0: there was no pretense. None. I feel like I got to be a little bit more intentional about holding together because I think I might cry at some point because hey. it's that deep, hey. but it's all good. It's all good because that's, that's human. But like, there was no pretense. None. See, we didn't know we
2: were going to meet each other. We didn't know that it was, that we were going to have conversations. We didn't know that we would eventually exchange a phone number. We didn't know that. That's why I always tell people, if you got my phone number, don't be sitting up here talking about, well, I know you are busy. No, people are not busy. People just choose where they want to direct their attention. So anytime someone's like, well, I know you're busy. I said, I'm not busy. I'm doing things, but don't Mm -hmm. assume I'm busy. Unless I tell you, y'all, I'm really busy. And if I tell you I'm busy, that means that my behind is not planning things the way I need to. Otherwise, you are never busy. Wow, You are either focused or unfocused. It's as simple as that. People are not busy. Watch somebody who tells you they're busy, and I want you to just sit and watch them. Tell me what they're doing. (laughs) So when people tell you they're busy, look at what they are actually producing. Mm -hmm. That's why I keep telling people, stop getting caught up in what you see people curating on the ground and thinking, oh, look at, oh, they're so busy. Oh, they're so successful. Oh, they're so this and that. Girl, I saw you post that same picture three weeks ago. Ain't nothing new. Oh, she clocking the tea like that. Ain't nothing new. So don't be sitting up here. Mm y'all. Don't be sitting up here acting like you're doing something different. I know you had a photo shoot. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But what else are you doing? Are you connecting Mm -hmm. with people or are you just posting pretty pictures? Don't be assuming that just because people, mm -mm, mm -mm, I like that They're
0: unfocused. I love that. And that is definitely a gem that we are going to add to our bags. Everybody open up. It's like trick or treating, except we're getting gems instead of candy, (laughs) which is (laughs) where, and you know, your overall health but <laughs> yes, ma'am. yes, ma'am. So it's like I had the question, and then it was. Trying I know to jump we tangent.
2: Out. You were talking about daydreaming, though. Look, daydreaming so is important. It's important. Expound, please. I try to make time to do that, and mm. I'm, I'm trying to be more intentional about just sitting and dreaming. But mm. hearing myself speak out those dreams and say, "You know what? This is what I want," and but instead of me now saying, "This is what I want," yeah, I now say, "This is what I have." I'm like, "Oh, it's so my house." is amazing when i look outside Mm. my back window my garden is incredible now i would like to not have wild kingdom in my backyard that'd be nice but lord i understand and even though some of my vegetable growing friends are like lou you just plant some for the animals and some for yourself that's true you tell your animals that when they eat your beautiful heirloom tomato and i've been sitting there waiting for that tomato Wait, which is why I have grown nothing in my backyard, because there were raccoons and, and I got raccoons and groundhogs, and I don't need no deer trying to jump over no fence and be dead, because I will lose my whole freaking mind, and yes, I will video that entire thing.
0: But still oh. still still. Don't have I Peter did. coming for me, girl. No,
2: because I'm not no. I'm not going to sit up here and fight no people over. <gasps> did the deer die humanely? A, I don't know. I just I saw mean the de- Who am I supposed to call about that?
0: The deer was stealing. It it was an attempted thievery of my garden, my harvest. Let me give my disclaimer, because I don't want no smoke with none of the animal people. Listen, we are not advocating. We're not advocating for harming animals, but we're just saying they should stay out of our garden. Please,
2: y'all come for me. Come for me, because I troll trolls. Come for me. I ain't cussing nobody out good all year. I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: Can we just pause on that for a second, though? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Because it's like, do you feel something is kind of bubbling up under the surface with you not having the opportunity to unleash in that way? And you know, the undertone of that is the Rona. Like, everything is frustrating.
2: You know what? Here is what it has taught me. It has taught me discipline. It has taught me to focus on what is really important, and it Mm -hmm. has taught me that there have been times, and this is me being really vulnerable and transparent here, I love where it. I believe and have believed and know this to be who I am, that I accept people unconditionally. See, did you see you, you heard the Lord with that thunder, right? There was lightning. Yes. Yeah, so you heard him come with that because you uh, know he like, all right girl, intense. I
0: receive that. I'm like, You're
2: are we at Hogwarts? What is going on? Right? So I realized that I did have conditions. On certain relationships, be that friendship, romantic, whatever, because of how someone would treat me. But what Uh I had to learn was that what they do is independent of me. That's their free will. That's on Mm. them. I Mm. don't have to receive that. And also that's the importance of setting boundaries. That's the importance of voicing when something is just not right. Instead of being worried about, well, you know what? I don't want to be by myself. Look at, see God in agreement again. I don't want to be, you know, well, I really like that friend. I really like this or that. And it's like, you know, you know what? You too. I was telling a friend just yesterday, I said, I'm going to start carrying some sage in my bag. I said, I already carry a lighter in there. I said, I'm gonna start carrying some sage. She said, what? So you can sage some toxic people? I said, no. I said, first I'm gonna say, let me sage myself in case I'm the toxic one in the room. Then I'm gonna sage you because I know you toxic.
0: Oh.
2: Because I know you are. But sometimes I have allowed people to move me to a toxic state Mm -hmm. because my feelings were hurt. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't express that to them, if I didn't tell them that they hurt me, if I didn't tell them anything, if I didn't set the boundary because I made an assumption, I've now put a condition on the relationship. It it wasn't that I was telling you must treat me like this. I expect Mm -hmm. people to because I treat them with respect. So when I'm not treated that way, my feelings are hurt. And I learned during the Rona that I moved to a toxic state. And that toxic state is because, see, I understand that, that my words have power. They do. I understand that. And I realized it, it it was blatantly clear to me a few weeks ago when something, I was like, oh, and a friend said, you spoke that. She said exactly what you spoke two months ago. She said, look at it now. I said, you're right, sis, you're right. So I decided Mm. to turn that toxicity from being, want to rage at them to, Mm -hmm. if you can see what that can do, why don't you turn the words on yourself and speak life into you? Oh, I see. So I flipped it and said,
0: and so now I get up in the morning, see, you hear God. This is again. wild. This is <laughs> Isn't wild. Isn't it wild? <laughs> and to be honest, we had a power outage last night for like an hour. So we might not even make it to the end with power. Oh, oh Meaning no, it might cut gonna, off.
2: Oh no, we're going to make it to the end. Well, let's, he let's understands. do it. Okay. We because we are his favorites. Therefore, oh, he man. is in alignment with us. So when Just you are clapping God's and favorite, stuff? When you are god's favorite and plus He's bowling strikes that's what my grandmother used to tell me about lightning and thunder was that every time every time you heard thunder it was because god bowled a strike i love it so i used to sit i used to sit because she used to also make us because again my grandmother was southern so we used to have to sit during the lightning storm yeah sit still in the dark yes sit still in the dark and i would be like man god is an amazing bowler
0: Wow. Like like he bowls perfect games because knocking him the out strikes. <laughs> yeah. You you better have some reverence yes. in there with your grandma because you know yes. she ain't playing with you. You better be quiet. What, so going back to
2: full circle. Cause, yes. Cause you know I'd be tangent in too. Daydreaming is hard. Important. Don't yes. just get stuck in dreaming though.
0: Absolutely. That's why I'm like, okay, I love that you are pretty much on the same page with me as I don't see why I anticipate that you would be anything otherwise, because I was thinking about it before. Well, I was actually daydreaming before we started with yes. uh, about an hour before we got started. And the things that came to me were so dope and lit and brilliant. And it was just like, I felt hopeful. I felt inspired. And Mm. I mean, I'll tell you about this on another conversation because I'm not ready to put it all out there because it literally just came to me. But it's like- You got
2: to protect them seeds, girl. When you got the seeds and they're just starting to flourish, you can't put everything out there.
0: It's like providence and serendipity, which are words that I came into this year with, feeling them real strong and everything. I am always open to serendipity. Basically I'm saying that when we are daydreaming we are downloading information into our spirits. Yes, we are. Which is such a powerful thing because growing up and you know just being younger and considering daydreaming in general it's like that's some lazy people type of stuff or that's mm. some dreamer type of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: being in a place right now as a creative and and not just a creative that is a creative just with having whims but a creative who was actually producing. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Let's talk about how we go from the idea, the inception to the execution, which is basically Ooh. going from what if to I am, because that's what happened with you with Hella Plants.
2: It is. I had been talking about doing, I had the concept for Hella Plants for two, three months before I actually did it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was stuck in planning. So uh, I had, had the idea, And then I was just stuck in planning it and think Mm -hmm. because I was trying to make it perfect Mm -hmm. instead of actually doing it and pivoting from there. I went to sleep one night, woke up on like a Tuesday and sent my friend Amber, who is carpools to cocktails on Instagram, sent her a message. And I said, hey, you down to do this with me? She's like, yeah, let's do it. I said, tomorrow? Tomorrow? Wonderful. We get on, and we just basically did what we do. So we talked about plants, because we had been on phone calls with each other before, cussing out our plants, like, do you see this half a centipede? How you going to be brown? I have put you right next to the window.
0: Talking you big shit mean, about plants, talking essentially. Talking
2: crap about the plants. Yeah. Talking, and she had banished one out, outdoors and then said, look at this heifer out here flourishing. How's she going to be outside? Be disrespectful outside and be fine. I said, well, you do live in California where your weather is weird. You do. Yeah. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I forget sometimes that she's in California. So she's not experiencing some of these extreme colds that I get hey, here in ever. Ohio. But she does where she is in california so we decided she said okay great before i could even change my mind i went Uh into canva created a graphic did not overthink it because my background is also in graphic design and so Mm. i have had to fire myself as my own client many times Mm -hmm. and i was like no you are getting this up and i either had went on solstice to plants and maybe said something in the story like y'all i'm kicking something off tomorrow Mm. which then held me accountable to having to kick mm. something off
0: the next day. That's another a point that you put in place yes. to be like, "Ooh, yes. let me tell somebody." So somebody could be like, "I thought you said you was doing I this tomorrow." You said, what you doing?
2: What you do? which meant people were looking because they were all in my DMs I was telling there. me, "Hey, um so 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 what 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 you doing? What you
1: doing?" I hadn't had
2: even told I think I had told you and Brian mm-hmm. about it cuz we were the last hey, two Brian. On, on one of your phone calls. And uh, Brian is brother earth, y'all. And so we were the last three on the phone call where the call went from us talking about plants and stuff to To the three of us talking about life, activism, making money, how people connecting and doing stuff. That was a great conversation. We are kindred. And I mentioned hella plants to y'all and y'all were like, you got to do this. And so I knew that day when I woke up, you need to do this. And now here I am getting ready to kick off the, the 11th episode. And it has been so wonderful just having mm. conversations with people who I'm just interested in learning more about and, or just cutting up and acting a straight fool
0: with. I'm a big fan. I haven't even seen every single one of them. Yes. But the ones that I've seen, like I know I saw the first one. I know I've seen at least like 75% of them. So don't mm-hmm. get it don't get it twisted. I support, okay? <laughs> but the reason why I'm saying all that is because like, Every time I am preparing myself to tune in, I'm like, "What is she about? How's she gonna cut up today? What all?" People,
2: people do not is know because I don't know. I don't. And and, and to be again, 100 percent transparent. There have been times that I have written the poem that I read mm-hmm. at the beginning of Hella Plants. One of them, I was cutting it so close. I was everything was set up, and I had like two minutes before I was supposed to go live. And I'm like, "Girl, this book, I poem gotta life. flow. This poem needs to flow." So I literally write poems sometimes a day or two, or the day of, yeah. for hella plants. And it's just I, I think of about it like being a poetry slam, you know? Yeah, yeah. There, and you just flow with it. It just be emotion or whatever. And right, for a while, right. it was about plants. Yeah. Sometimes it be about men. Camouflage just yeah. plants and sometimes it be about a plant and I camouflage it as being about a man. But as I told people, cause I'd had people come into DMs after hella plants and be like, who was that poem about? Oh. I, was like, I was like, sometimes I write poems for my friends and they messed up trashy relationships. I said, yes. sometimes it ain't always about you. I said, but I can channel wow. that energy and sit up there
0: and say, what do I want to talk about? You're like Diane Warren. You're just giving us ballads about our trash ash relationships.
2: There's only one time, and that was when I had Rob the Planner on, that I wrote about Rob's hair because I was Mm -hmm. going to do everything I could to beg this man to be on Hella Plants. And I remember the first time (laughs) I reached out to him, he was like, I'm really camera shy. I said lies. That do be happening. Lies. It was a lie, lies, Rob. I said, Rob lies. I see your videos. What you mean? I said, Where? Where are you shy?
0: Where? How you camera shy? And you Where? make videos, Rob. What's the
2: tea? His, Rob, his videos be so good. And so uh-huh. I wrote an ode to Rob's hair for his okay. Poem. And he was like, Wait, what, was that about my hair? I said, Yes, yes. I wrote an ode to Rob's fro. Yes, I did.
0: Planter, Rob. Yes, I'm with you. That fro was yes. legendary. My brain shorted out for like yes. about. 15 seconds. Cause I was like, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Boom. I'm yes. with you. Yes. Hey, Rob. Yes. So many names have come up. So I have to take a, take, because take a beat I, I to be like, so, hell. I just, so when you talked you about with just executing,
2: you got to connect with the people and just talk to yeah. people. And I'm just, I'm genuinely interested in yeah. people. It is such a blessing to me, the yes. way that we connect in this community, bring and it back around, will propel yes. you to get things done. So Instead of us just sitting here daydreaming and talking mm-hmm. about what we want to do. Oh, you mm-hmm. know, one, one day. Well, one day when? One day when is now. Because it's really now. Yeah. If you do not execute on that idea, on that daydream, I guarantee mm-hmm. you, somebody will execute on it. Yeah. And then they will do a shitty job. And mm-hmm. then you will be mad at yourself and say, I could have done so much better. Yeah, well, let's you could get- have.
0: Race and say, perhaps they won't do a totally shitty job, but they would do it in a way where you're like, man, I was going to do it like such and such or whatever. But what advice would you give to somebody in that position where they're like, do it, do it and put your stake on it. it?
2: Still do it. Because yeah. that's a scarcity mindset is to say, well, I would do it better. And yes, maybe they did do a really shitty job, but you know what yeah. they did do? They- what? executed
0: they execute like they sat
2: yes you were stuck in planning or continuing Mm -hmm. to daydream not realizing that at some point you got to wake up we can't stay in a state of always dreaming and that's why i tell people don't be mad because somebody went and did your idea and i'm I'm finger quoting for the podcast listeners just because somebody else went and did it don't be mad Mm -hmm. at them don't talk Mm -hmm. crap about them Mm -hmm. congratulate Mm -hmm. them lift them up because that's good energy and mm-hmm. then go and do your own thing, y'all. The pie, the pie is not eight pieces.
0: It's not finite. It's
2: Limited. It's unlimited. There is enough mm-hmm. pie. There are enough ideas. There's enough everything pie. out there for everybody. I love <laughs> pie too. I'm like just just execute. Don't don't sit and always be stuck in planning mode. Yeah, you're planning. My first podcast planned it for a year. Mm-hmm. I was invited to speak at a podcasting conference, and I had no podcast. I was kicking mm. off the conference and had wow. no podcasts. So here comes one of the organizers of the conference and says, hey, my co-founder wants to hear your show. And I said, oh, I'm still planning it and everything. He was like, oh, I thought you had launched. I launched a podcast in three days.
0: Well, you knew that that three was days, necessary at that point.
2: And walked my behind to that conference two weeks later uh-huh. with, with five full episodes.
0: Because Ooh.
2: I launched with three episodes and then went live with two more before the show. But yeah. I knew at that point that I was either, you want to talk about lighting a fire under your behind? I was Amen. like, how, can, how are you going to show up to a podcasting conference with no podcast? How are you going to do that? So you just, I said, oh, no. You, you can't finesse
0: that. You can't Mm-mm. finesse that.
2: Because what is the first question everybody
0: asks you? What's, what's the name what's, of your podcast? What's the name of your show? what's your show about and you're like uh i was it's an idea you pull out a you pull out a notebook still you know planning and everything yeah we're
2: still in the planning stage. because i was stuck in trying to make it perfect instead of just launching sometimes some of y'all out there need to just launch and pivot pivot after you launch it doesn't have to be perfect it just needs to be done
0: Listen, I challenge y'all with that in mind, go back to the first episode of Black in the Garden. And I can't even necessarily tell you I can remember what the title of it is because it's hard as fuck for me to listen to it, y'all. It was my first episode and it was kind of like in the middle of the night. And I took that exact energy that you're talking about where I was like, I got to start this. I'm the voice as far as this goes is I proclaim that, I received that, I accepted mm-hmm, that. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I say the voice, I don't mean the only voice. Right. And I say that as I'm looking at you in your face, like, excuse me, ma'am, uh, we would like for Hella Plants to be a podcast. Just I'm gonna set that there. I'm but gonna let you know being,
2: that it's going to be. It yes. is. I and I as we shared pre interview, I found a notebook and I, I already have ten
0: episodes ready to go. So found I just it. would would love to binge those. That will be so great. Thanks. I can block off a Sunday. Whatever you need me to do, you want me to guest, I'll be there. <laughs> whatever, whatever I can do to contribute, I am here for. And that's really, like I said, y'all, it's hella plants and hyper creativity. Mm. And... For us, it made sense, and I hope that this whole conversation made sense to y'all. Yes. So we're just like pinging off of each other because we're having this whole thing going on, and there's thunder and there's lightning. It's intense, y'all. This is an intense session that 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 we're having. Creativity
2: sparking. Yes. This is is all that some sparks and everything. That's what I hope people getting from this. Right. Sparks from us. Yes. I have a friend who calls me Spark. He and his wife have called me that since we yeah. they, we met on Periscope a few years ago. Wow. And he said, you are like a spark. And I just allowed I him and his wife call me one day and spoke into me. I had lost a job and mm. they spoke into me. And I just sat there and just opened myself and just received what they said. And he said, you are a spark, he said, and you cause fires to happen. He said, but you, your light does not dim. He said, but you allow people to get, to snatch a spark Mm. and take that and they can go and build off of that, but they aren't taking from you. Mm -hmm. But but he did also tell me, he said, you you need to make sure that you replenish and you refill yourself also. He said, because even in that giving, you don't want that spark to go out. So I never forgot that. And I always make sure that I keep that fire burning. Yes. which is why I have so many different things. I have a lot of pots sitting mm-hmm. on the burners doing their thing. Some of them bubbling a little Simmering. more than others. Yes. Yeah. Some of them bubbling a little more than others. And some of them are, you know, they just we just putting those in the refrigerator for right now because it's not okay. time for
0: them to be birthed just yet. Right, yeah. So we're going to let that marinate essentially. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes.
2: Because every idea, I don't want to half-ass what I'm doing. I I shoot for excellence, but I show myself grace in Mm. not having to be perfect. Excellence and perfection are not the same thing.
0: Progress over perfection is what really got me through to the point where I actually published that first episode. I recorded it, but I didn't have to publish it. And in case y'all forgot, because this is... I'm just referring back to the story because it is a literal, like, example of what you're talking about. And we're already on my show. So it's like, y'all, this happened to me. She ain't lying. So when I first hit publish, less than Ooh. 10 people knew about Black in the Garden when I first yes. hit publish. Less than 10 people because it was only a conceptual thing where I had been mm-hmm. talking about it. And I had my notebooks and my iPad, notepad thingamajig just full of all the notes, which I still have. A lot of that stuff, I still haven't even. Gone back in touch because what hyper creativity, yes, like there's just so much going.
2: Once you got going,
0: it took off, it kind of took a life of its own.
2: I was not ready for the leveling up of the second season. I was not ready. That's so funny. You tell me this all the time. I was not ready. I first, first off, y'all. So she had talked about, oh, I'm gonna do some different things and everything. She was so gonna shake it up. Just going to change up a couple of things. Cola came out with a whole new look, had hired an artist to create custom artwork. And then, so it starts up, and I was like, Hey, Paula. Did she get some music? Y'all, the intro hey, changed, Johnny L. the music, I said, I literally was in my kitchen losing my mind. I, I start, I want you to know, I didn't tell you this. Oh, I, I restarted the intro over by five times because oh my I was God. dancing to it because I was like, this yes. is everything. It was, I said, Cola did not come to play. She I came said, we're going to have us a season two. Woo she came to change the game what you are doing in podcasting right thank now thank you so much and doing in this space because it is so important and for for those of you who don't know me well i advocate hardcore for black women and yes, you do. i advocate for us i amplify us i lift us up because we are not lifted up enough even it's by true. our own community of black people black men just in general so when i see we black all we women, got
0: a lot of times.
2: anything, I Amen. am going to let people know. I let them know. And also, it's the whole just bringing up everyone around you. And that when you are a the giver. The tide
0: is rising, is what I've giver, been saying for months. Come on. Yes.
2: I see them mother small ships who are like, well, I'm not as big as you. Or people like, well, how can I get on? Well, you know, I'm waiting till I get help. You got, got a ship, so don't you? The, the tide on, is rising, girl. plants, And I said, uh-uh. Y'all don't understand. I said, Hella plant selfishly is for me. It is mm-hmm. what I have always wanted to see. I said, I'm not waiting for somebody in Hollywood to discover me or New York to wow, discover we me. don't have to do that. No or more. Chicago to discover me. I said, yeah. Oh, I'll just go ahead and create my create my own show. Yeah. I will do whatever I want to on my own show. I will bring the table into the room and I will bring the chairs. And then I will say, who do I want? to sit at my table. And if I know that I'm in a room where I no longer want to be, I pack my shit up and I'm out. Deuces! I said, this is why I travel with my own table and chairs. So I don't have to wait for somebody to invite me to their table. I said, don't wait to be on Hella Plants. I said, because I never know what it's going to be or what it's going to do. I Mm. said, I don't always know what me and the guests are going to talk about. I said, but many of them have said, you know what? This was the first time I was able just to just shoot the shit.
1: Relax. And yeah. not
2: have to be like, so tell me, how did you get started? You know, yeah. plant person. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your favorite plant? Mm-hmm. Do you, can you tell me about lighting and every, I'm just like, I just wanted to do something and have fun. And I just have loved this community of plant people so much. Yeah. And, I was like, this, this is such a great way to do it because I'm going to tell you right now, y'all be cutting up in the comments. I we wish do. that we could see the comments after you save
0: a live because- What is up with that? I guess that's like an extra piece of a file that Mark Zuckerberg it, it was just like, be. y'all don't need that that bad. Y'all got the recordings. Him, y'all been crying him, about it. I
2: told him not to mess up Instagram. Everybody- He did won't text me Facebook. back. He won't text nobody back. I don't think he even manages his <laughs> own account. What, why would you when you When you own something as big as we that? We have
0: questions, Mark. Yes, we have many about questions. About some of these things. But you know, speaking of things like Instagram and hella plants and this weird-ass algorithm that nobody really oh, understands, yeah. but somehow you seem to understand it and i just want to shout you out for being the one that's like i don't know if you're getting the tech digest or whatever but like you be knowing how to maneuver around and really Mm -hmm. put yourself out there on the platform and so i appreciate you for sharing that wisdom because you have a lot of wisdom and i mean this has been brilliant and amazing talking with you Hey soil cousins, it's Derek here, the chocolate botanist from season one. Did Cola tell y'all about her new podcast, The Plant Kiki? You do not want to miss hearing some of your planty favorites Kikiing about topics like the plant demic or shady plant history and there's more on the way so you have to catch up. Add it to your plant care and self-care routine and go ahead and subscribe because if you love plants and shade that this podcast is for you, join myself, Gloria, Camille, Brian, and sometimes even Cola Be talking on the Plant Kiki on all of your favorite podcatchers or ask good auntie Google to cut you in in the Plant Kiki. Now let's get back to this interview.
2: We are all not meant for every plant that we go and buy. For sure. It's not, we just ain't meant to be together. Me yeah. and certain plants that I'm not going to mention are just not meant to be together.
0: It was some some kind of reflector. I wrote it down somewhere. It's a plant that looks like it's like related to the Chinese evergreen, and it's got dark green, velvety-looking leaves with these spots on it. I'm trying to find... I wrote it down because I was like, it's I'm going to get her. Postos, it's a Diffenbachia. It? I wrote it on the other side of this scrap paper because I'm horrible about that. Diffenbachia reflector. Do you? Are you familiar? One? No, she just got on my wish list like two days ago. Oh. But along the lines of what you're saying is... The second thought that I had after I got excited about possibly having her was I don't even know if she's right for me but I just want her real bad. Yeah. That was literally like I don't I was like I don't know what it takes to care for her but I want her. And, and you, you we
2: can't really where you going to put it? And where can it you know do are you even in a zone where a super super tropical plant can live? Are you really willing to alter your home cuz my whole front room is humid because the mm. plants have basically I've created an ecosystem in my living room because that's where off. Well, that's where Ecosystem. all the plants are.
0: Yeah, of course.
2: I have, a, I have a South facing window. Yeah. And that is where I get the best light because uh-huh. the light is trash in other parts of the house. So mm. where else can I put the plants except? There?
0: Mm, well, you know, you know, you got to do the best that you can do you and do. we have to be, the lesson that you're trying to make sure that we get is that listen, do your research, make your sure that research. you're getting the right plant for what you can provide. If you have a lot of light and the amount of care that you want to pay attention to, a plant the amount too. of time yeah, the amount of time that you have. And one other thing that I want to say as we are, you know, finishing, I have to say that because of the type of people we are, we will keep going. We, we will keep going
2: for about
1: three,
0: four hours. We so will, but the concept of like, I would do this for free, but also feeling kind of like hesitant about the concept of charging somebody to do something. That happened to me and that was mm. a early in the plant journey. I recognized pretty early in the game. I'm like, there's a way that you can make money growing stuff. The overhead is just yeah. so low, like yes. seeds versus tomatoes. Like I have the, this $3 for seeds and I can produce a yield where I can make, a lot more than the initial yes, investment. You hear yes. what I'm saying? So I just remember wanting to like help everybody with their gardens and all these things that I want to do for like schools and this and that and not thinking about getting paid for it because mm-hmm. I was so excited about doing it because I just wanted to do it so bad that I mm-hmm. would be willing to do it for free. Yes. But it turns out there's a lot of value in it. You know there's what I'm saying? value
2: and it is also your duty mm-hmm. to charge people.
0: Mm-hmm. It is your duty.
2: I mean, we have all been given gifts in some type mm-hmm. of way. Money is nothing more than an energy exchange for them paying you for something else. It is mm. an energy exchange. Money is just a symbol. Yeah. And now most of us don't even exchange the money hand to hand. So it's an energy exchange. So that's how I wow. tell people when they're like, well, I don't know. Well, I'm just, I'm just going to do it for free. I said, and you eventually will resent what you were doing, or resent those people because you didn't wow. value yourself enough. Don't blame this on them. It's, it's wrong for me to get mad at anybody in my DMs asking for help, and then but I've trained them to just come and siphon off of me, mm-hmm. and then call it that and say, oh, all people want to do is just take, take, take. Yeah, well, I you want know what? By some advice. You don't value yourself enough to mm-hmm. teach people that what you have learned is of some value. Give people an opportunity to bless
0: you. You know what's so amazing? What is so amazing about what you just said? And this is... Listen, y'all open up your bags because I'm about to help y'all get this gem in there. (laughs) Listen, what you just said was essentially charging someone to do the thing that you do that has value is setting a boundary.
2: Yes, it is.
0: It is a boundary. It's like... the. Only if you have this amount can we do this thing.
2: Yes. And only if you are,
0: exactly like we have a structure now. Now this is structured. Now this is not you getting on my nerves in my DMs a bunch of times. This is, oh, she has already compensated me for this. So, of course, you get my attention, you get my research, you get all of these. Boom. And
2: it's, un, it's, it's undivided <laughs> attention too that you are giving to that yes. person versus someone sent, who may have an emergency, a true emergency where, okay, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the tree outside my house is on fire. Should I put it out? And you've got somebody over here who doesn't have a, an emergency quite as big as yours, mm-hmm. but to them it's important. So every person who comes to me and asks for help is important to me because I now see you as a part of my community of people and I care about what's going on with you. There are times I'll go back through the DMs and and say, what happened to that plant? What's going on with that thing? Yeah, I've
0: done that. Did did
2: (laughs) Did you go and get that? You know, and especially the people who have gone and purchased maidenhair ferns. I'm like, oh, it's two here weeks later. you go. You want to trash her so it's, bad it's, on it's, every
0: platform you get I'm really, I'm get really not. I'm
2: going to save that. I'm going to save it and really just be done with trashing it. Because you know how you got to let things go and move you on You really
0: now. do have to let her go, sis. Like, you know, she's just not Cola, for you. You know
2: what, Cola? You judge your mama. Judge your mama, Cola. Because, you know, that I was deeply a, hurt... Deeply Go hurt ahead. by that main hair fern, but that's okay. I'm over it now, but I'm, I'm going to end it for real. I'm going to end all, it.
0: I'm gonna we're going to end this <laughs> on a very positive note, not talking about the plant that is basically like your, we'll call it your plant nemesis. Oh, but so one sassy. thing that I want to say that has just been like the theme here. Well, there's been a few themes, but one of my favorites concerning you is like, you got that big plant energy.
2: Oh, ma'am. Thank you.
0: What's your favorite plant?
2: Oh, I love a snake plant. Sansevieria.
0: Oh yeah, you got big snake plant energy. Like a That's big snake I, plant is yeah, like fourteen of them right now. It's fine. You could send me one, and then you have one less to worry about. But do that. You should maybe even two if you're feeling generous. I it's fine. I got you my Multiple babies. I want just some snake. Multiple babies all over. You place. know what? Let you. me calm down. I want you to just tell us how we can get more information <laughs> about how we can book you how we can find you and yes. not bug you, okay? Because she don't do that. You have to teach people how to treat you, right? That's another yes. gem. That's free. Yes. That one was free.
2: <laughs> and it's, it's, so never, the, it's never bugging me um, because yes. I actually do deeply enjoy the conversations that do happen in my DMs. That's why I keep telling people a lot of stuff goes down in the DMs and it's, it's a it. lot of fun too. It's a lot of fun. But you can find me at Soul Sister Plants on instagram i also have a twitter account that i've started up and i am starting to kick off the facebook page and it's so it's soul sister plants on all of those three platforms Mm -hmm. and hella plants is under the umbrella of soul sister plants which currently lives on Mm. instagram right now and those are just lives that i do every wednesday time changes based on what my guests can do and eventually there will be a Hella Plants, the podcast. Thank you. Coming out too, because uh, that's just gonna be fun. That's gonna be a lot of fun. But some people have said, you know what? I need to hear some of the stuff that you say and how I relate life it. to plants. Y'all, I'm telling you, these plants been teaching me and I have found some life lessons in this notebook. And I'm like, I, feel I can you. relate every single one of these to a plant.
0: I appreciate you so much. So of course, you know, that means I'm gonna wish you love, light and soil. Ma'am, same to you, triple. Soil Cousins, it has been quite a show. What a ride. I know we started out with uh, news that was not so favorable, but I do not make room for worry or doubt in my life. So that is how I am able to persevere. My energy fluctuates just like all of ours does but I I can't tell you enough as I do in every episode that I am very much appreciative to have your support in whatever way it is that you are able to show it. Just listening, just caring, that means a lot. Not every bit of support is something that I will be able to actually see with my own eyes. It's not all tangible, you know what I mean? But it's all energy, all right? And you are definitely investing energetically in a very good and wise and reasonable and fantastic and dope thing person podcast all of that all all of that is included i'm included in that in black in the garden and so i do hope that you are taking care of yourselves Just want to, you know, do a little housekeeping, letting you know what all you need to do. If you're trying to keep up, if you're a new listener, welcome. What's up? It is so good to have you. I'm so glad that you tuned in. If you listen to this, this far, that means you literally heard the whole thing. And so y'all literally my faves, like whoever listens this far, you're my favorite. And you can tell everybody I said that because they wouldn't know. Unless they listen to this part, then they would also be my favorite. So there's that. All right. So main source of social media that is like, you know, my, my marketing force is Instagram. That's a fun time, but Instagram is being weird right now. But either way, you can find me at Black in the Garden on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter at Black in the Garden. There's no I in N. It's so it's black letter in garden. The garden? You get it. You get it. Just you know, go with it. And also sow a seed of support by becoming a patron, getting access to exclusive content, extended video interviews, or just extended uh interviews period and anything else that uh comes up. There's a lot that's gonna be happening there, uh coming up with this season, as I have been a lot more intentional about. Tending to that and making sure that the patrons get all the fancy fly exclusive things. So that's patreon.com forward slash black in the garden. And listen, your support does a lot to maintain the show. You know, if you heard the beginning, your girl is going through some things, and all of this combined goes towards helping me to sustain this show. While I'm sustaining all the bullshit, like y'all, it's a lot, but I'm doing my best. So if you need to get in touch with me, you want to drop me some support, you want to talk to me about sponsorship or you got some questions or, you know, you want to answer the call that I put forth at the beginning of the show. Black in the garden at gmail.com. It is very simple. Make sure y'all keep up with the plant kiki. That is my new baby. So cute and so dope and fun. We just interviewed. Well, it wasn't an interview. We kikied. We don't do interviews on the Kiki. We Kiki on the Plant Kiki. But you gotta you gotta know to know. All right. So follow the Plant Kiki on Instagram and Twitter subscribe on this very same platform that you're listening on now go find the plant kiki subscribe tell your friends share it and keep up with the compost society there's a lot more in store with that as we just got started we just had a very successful pumpkin drive in decatur georgia Uh, myself and my co-founder, Hey Ashley Renee, Hey Ashley, from season two. She was our opener for season two. And my good brother Earth, Brian, who was also on season one. He is a co-host on The Plant Kiki. Y'all see how we like to keep it in a family. Like when you come through with Black in the Garden, we we tend to, you know, we have that going and we stick together. And um, so yeah, the Compost Society is... Oh, wow. We we're just trying to rebalance the imbalance in the planet by saving uh, as much food waste as possible from landfills and you should want to be a part of that. You should be composting. It's it's one small thing that you can do to, you know, try to fight back against the soon to be former uh Captain over and his band of miscreants whatever i don't know we're not going to end it on that note we are ending on a very happy and positive note season three has begun it is upon us i am like high key very excited about everything that is getting ready to come up on this season i just keep listening that's literally all you have to do i know you're subscribed because you're not foolish If you listen this far, you're not foolish. You're my fave. All right. So thank you so much for your support. And what else can you do? Just check the show notes. Everything you need is in there. And you all have a fantastic week, weekend, whatever day comes after the day you're listening. All right. Love, light, and soil.